The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever. Interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we're doing something really fun. We are radiating well-being in the body with Diana Richardson, the author of... Cool Sex, an essential young adult guide to loving mindful sex. I am so excited about this because I've got a young adult at home. How are you today, Diana? Welcome. Well, hi, Christy. There you are, eight hours behind me in time. <laughs> yes, uh, you're in Switzerland. Yes, yes. You're coming to me from the future, I believe, or I'm coming to <laughs> you from the past. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, Switzerland, where it's cold. And remind me of what part of Switzerland you are based in? I'm not far from Bern. Oh, lovely. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I love Switzerland. It's my second home. And uh, Switzerland's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So you've got this book, uh, Cool Sex. Uh, and you've got a TED Talk on it, too. How exciting. Yes, the TED Talk was called The, Powerful, the Power of Mindful Sex. Um, but, you know, all the material, because I have written, well, this is now my eighth book, but it's all about bringing more awareness into the sexual exchange. Mm. And this is kind of the foundation of, of all my books and all, you know, what I try and convey to people, young and old. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, why the notion of cool sex? We always think of hot sex. Well, exactly for that reason, because there is this idea, this kind of imprinting that sex needs to be hot mm -hmm. and the hotter, the better. Um, however, that does lead to certain consequences. It is one of the reasons why premature ejaculation is so prevalent, because we basically get too hot uh, insects. Um, for And that means that the sex act is relatively short. And with women, it often means that they really don't have time to engage in the whole thing. You know, it's right. very frequently over before a woman is really warmed up. So it's it's a matter of cool doesn't mean cold and cool doesn't mean switched off. It means reducing the sexual temperature. Mm -hmm. Usually, you know, we try and get it hotter and hotter. We we believe we need to build up the intensity, but then sometimes that intensity is disempowering. So as soon as we feel excited, we build on that excitement. But really the way is, is to, um, you know, monitor oneself, N not in a, a negative way, but just keep an eye on the temperature and when things start to get a little hot, you relax. And then you can slowly build again with the excitement. And in this way, you can actually stretch um, the lovemaking exchange uh, quite substantially, you know, for, for a length of time that 
both partners feel fulfilled and satisfied because for a man who who um has uh, suffers from from premature ejaculation and i do use the word suffer because what happens then in a man is that there is a lot of um, self doubt right right and then anxiety whenever he approaches the girlfriend or gets close to sex and there's so much anxiety then again we have a premature ejaculation um and you know also for women because many women think well there's something wrong with them because they they have a different kind of um it's a different cycle isn't it yeah a, a different speed to men you know the female body is such that she needs to to warm she needs a little more time to get into things and it's not a, a psychological thing it's just we are different yeah so you know it is important for for young people to know that there are alternatives there's not just this this one track and actually my motivation motivation for writing this book was because many parents you know I've been teaching couples for over 25 years and many parents have come to me and said oh my god you know if only I had known this when I was younger and also um we don't want our children to wait so long as we had to uh, before um they get this information mm-hmm. so that is is what the motivation was and um you know the other aspect is that when when people are still young in the body mm-hmm. and also you know more fluid it's sometimes easier for them to catch that thread the cool thread then then older adults who've become pretty set in their ways and sometimes not so willing to um experiment and and play in the whole sexual field so i do often have uh, very young couples you know very early 20s and so on and they get it very fast and i think it is important these days you know with the prevalence of pornography i mean it's always been there but it's so accessible online so um this is having quite an impact you know on boys in terms of performance pressure and we got to do that you know and that can look quite intimidating and then also for girls so then go oh we've got to also do that and uh you know start pleasing and and playing in an area where they feel pressured rather than than relaxed so yeah this was the motivation um to write the book and like i said the material is not substantially different from previous books because of course you know if you're writing about sex it can't be a different thing every book there has to be a a basis you know body body of material and but what i think is important christy to say is that um you know my experience is is heterosexual and i teach from experience and of course there is you know a whole other community gender orientation people and this is and and gender fluidity and so on yeah um and i think this is still a body of work that needs to emerge from from this community of people mm-hmm. um so in that sense the book does not address people from that community mm-hmm. but at the same time many principles can be um incorporated absolutely. absolutely you know the mindfulness the awareness the knowing your body and yes relaxing um breathing caressing you know all these things are a help so of course genital wise you know in terms of heterosexual sexuality we have a specific gen- a genital connection mm-hmm. so for sure there's some specifics that might not um, apply but um general principles definitely can easily be embraced 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, you've been you've been doing this for quite some time. You said 25 years you've been involved in sex education. Why did you choose this field? Well, it was more like it chose me rather than I chose it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because really the whole thing has unfolded very organically when I was like 31. Now I'm 66. I um, started to explore myself with some inputs from different spiritual masters. Now, they weren't very specific inputs. They were general inputs. And so I started to incorporate that into my lovemaking. And I was just amazed what the difference it made. And then because anyway, I'm a body-oriented person, um, that I filled out these ways, you know, with lots of very specific little small details with the body, which together come, you know, make more like a a body of work. So, yeah. And then um, I experimented for five years very solidly. Mm -hmm. And then people started to come to ask me because I was living in a community actually in India and I found I could answer people's questions. And, um, then I decided to write a book to see if I could put in words what I had experienced in the body. So that worked. And then I continued writing. And parallel to that, I started to teach. And that seemed to work. So, um, yeah, and it's engaged me um, solidly ever, you know, since basically I was 31, but more actively, you know, for, for 25 years in terms of teaching and books and so on. Well, everyone's interested in sex. Everyone, I mean, it's something that is very um, universal and something that mm -hmm, it's not just that. I mean, yes, it's natural and we come to it naturally, but there are ways to kind of hack it, I suppose. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's really a great insight that everybody is interested or everybody is involved because we are born as as, as sexual beings, mm-hmm. um, and you know our, our languages are different, our diets are different, our climates are different. But what is not different is it's sex. Mm-hmm. And and like you say, you know, we can hack it in different ways. And that is the thing is that we are living in a highly sexual society. We imprinted the whole time unconsciously also visually you know with so much advertising and everything is on this sensation aspect um but in in reality there's very very little sex education you know this might be biology taught but that's very different very different um yeah to actually saying look hey you know when you hug a person this, you know, when you kiss a person, this, when you stand like this, when you sit, you know, so much we can do in little, little ways that impact our body uh, globally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? And yeah. so what is the, what is the benefit then of this cool sex to the partners? Well, basically it keeps the connection. Mm-hmm. You know, people feel it enhances the love, it deepens the love. And also after the sex is over, there is still the thread, the loving thread between. And many, you know, what is interesting to observe that in the hot picture, when we kind of, you know, come to a peak, build up energy and then somehow, you know, fall away from it, there's often a disconnection. Yes. Between the partners. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one second you're like totally plugged in and the next moment, you know, you're kind of like thrown out and you, you, you go, what is all that about? You know, and because we, we are so focused on, or, or we think that having an orgasm is the reason we have sex and we don't really look at the after effect. Mm-hmm. But if you start to look at the after effects, you go, oh, yeah, I do feel disconnected. I mean, it's it's a classic. We hear the jokes, men turning over to snore and so on. Um, 
and often women feel very um, at a loss and, and can also lead to emotions like, you know, abandonment and right. feeling alone and rejection, rejection exactly. Shame. Or, yes, yes. So definitely, you know, it really helps us to, to pave a way that is more fulfilling. And on the outside, you think, oh, a bit more cool, because we so identified with the heat that cool sounds a bit boring. But you can, if you stay cool, you can really uh, engage for a long time. Right. Um, yeah. You don't burn out. Yes, of burning out um, when it's too hot. So really this, I mean, this idea of cool sex is not to be like putting a damper on it or to throw cold water on it. It's more just to, to it sounds like to deepen, to strengthen the connection and to be more mindful in your body. That's always a good thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes, yes. No, it really makes such a difference. And I see it again and again, you know, couples come to our seminars, and you can feel the disconnect. Mm -hmm. Right. And honestly, within a few days of getting people into their bodies, um, their own bodies, mm. you know, because this is another um, kind of misunderstanding we have, usually when we come together, Mm -hmm. regardless of your genders and whatever, we tend to be focused on the other person. We're not that connected with ourselves. Right. And so it's, it's an extraordinary alchemy, but the moment you're more connected with yourself on the inside, that creates a connection with the, with the other person. So this is why, you know, I love your radiate wellness, you know, and that's why I said radiate well being from the body because if we can find, you know, befriend the inner body, what, what I like to call, mm. you know, call it. And, um, yeah, this just makes a huge more difference because then your awareness is anchored within yourself. And then you, in that way, bring your awareness, bring your presence into, into the situation. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this... Sounds. I know the in focusing on the body, that's physical aspect, of course. But it sounds like it's also a more of a spiritual type of experience, and maybe a soul type of experience. You know, these are these are kind of byproducts, right? Yes, exactly. And so the way I teach uh, people is very, very physical and body oriented. Mm -hmm. You know, so the first thing I will tell people is for, you know, take the awareness in, in and down, find a place in the body that you can feel easily mm. and use that as an anchor point. And if you don't find a place that you can feel easily, choose a place. Um, so that you immediately get that inner reference. And um, then for sure, when you're coming from that also, you know, you scan your body, you soften tensions, you breathe deeply, and so on. So with these physical things, one does access other layers, um, you know, of the reality, of the being. Mm -hmm. So, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And increasing oxytocin, increasing the, you know, the feel-good chemicals, the ones that give us uh, the feeling of connection. That's wonderful. Um, so you've written, you've been working in this field. You've been, you've written other books about the topic of sex. So again, why did you feel that it was necessary to write a book specifically for young people? Well, because of this, um, you know, imprinting that is so strong about hot, mm -hmm. about hot sex. Mm -hmm. that we receive indirectly, you know, it's not something we're conscious of receiving. And we're looking for it necessarily. Yeah. And because um, young ones are still relatively fluid mm -hmm. and because um, it's good when you're young to know already that there's an alternative. Right. And now what age is your book geared toward? 
Well, we say, you know, I did this with a, a girlfriend. She was a student of mine and um, she just had a good way of pulling the material together. So, you know, she, we, that's why her name is on the book to acknowledge her part. Yes. Um, so we say 14 to 25, but to be honest, um, any adult can read it because it's like a synopsis. And in, in my workshops, you know, I have the book on display because it's been in three other languages for quite a while. It's in German, French, and Spanish. Um, but, I, you know, I, I see the older participants reading this and just say, wow, that's a really, you know, good little book. So, um, yeah. Yeah, right. When I was uh, growing up, I was a member of the Unitarian Church raised Unitarian, and we had a wonderful program about sex, and it seemed to almost go this far, but not quite, and um, I think it's in, it, it really made an impression on me, and I think it's important for young people just to be more mindful about it. I think when the hormones are raging and they're curious, there's a tendency to rush into things when sex is a lot more a lot more important than de- than that. Yes, yes, and that's really a blessing for your life that you got that through your church. Some some guidance. Um, I would imagine that there would be some who are um, of the opinion that this a book like this would be encouraging young people to promiscuity or making bad choices. What would you answer to that? Um, absolutely not, because. You know, they are going to engage at some point. It's not, you know, and if if it is, then at least it's in a mindful way. Because sooner or later they're going to come across the situation. And and at least they have some tools in, in the hand and um you know a, a, another outlook. Um certainly I don't think there should be any fears really about promiscuity. It might even help people to respect more. That's my thinking about this. Yes. When younger people, teens, and of course your your book is geared toward, I think, 15 to 25. And so the younger people on that spectrum might look at it as more of a mindful act rather than just a rush to lose virginity or a rush to, you know, having these experiences. Right. And, and, um, you know, because on one level, you know, aside for the procreative part mm-hmm. of, of sex, you know, we do see it a little bit like entertainment. <laughs> you know, younger we, generations, yes. Yes, and we do it for fun. And, um, yes, yeah, so, it, you know, and there might be young people who, who read that and go, oh, this is rubbish, but this is because they have not yet lived mm-hmm. uh, the, the whole sexual journey. Yeah, retrospectively, you can go, oh, you know, in your 40s, you can go, oh, I wish I had this when I was 20. So. Mm-hmm. And you're receiving very good feedback from some of the readers, the, the younger readers. about Yes. Yes. Now, when people try mm-hmm. and experiment and are playful and at ease, um. It is remarkable what what one observes, what one experiences, and actually how good you can feel after you know a, a, an exchange that in, involves mindfulness or the word I like to use more is awareness, the older word. Mm-hmm. You know that we start really, we don't just go into mechanical, we don't just go into automatic, but we you know anchor in our bodies and we feel. So that we're working more on the sense level, not on the sensation level. You know, sensation is fine, mm-hmm. but what we really need to do is work on our senses and our sensitivity and start to pay attention to the very small, fine things that happen in the body. Because one of our things that that happens to us is that we just want it bigger and better and more and more. So with a lot of sensation, slowly this dulls the senses, mm-hmm. dulls the sensitivity, because the body can only take so much um, sensation. 
Right. Absolutely. Pretty soon you max out on it. But then if you're only focusing on one sensation, one particular sensation, you're missing out on all the rest of it, aren't you? Yes, exactly. And this is really why it's important to broaden the sense, the senses aspect mm-hmm. and not just, you know, go for intensity, but also, you know, like the very fine, good feelings in the body that do, you know, I mean, sex is magical, really, that, you know, it's incredible, you know, the, the amazing things one can experience through, through this uh, interaction. Right. Well, the body is a miraculous machine and the things that have to happen in the body to have a climax, much less to conceive, is just amazing. All of the things that are working in conjunction together. Well, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I love your, your uh, engagement with the body and your joy of the body because I'm the same, you know, it's just like, what an incredible instrument. It is and, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And how many, how many millions of years it took for us to evolve into that, unless we just came down from a star, as are. Um, also possible, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not really anything out at this point. But, you know, how much of our bodies do we really take for granted that – you know, for example, erections, that's going to work every time. The lubrication works, going to work every time. Um, but when there is some sort of dysfunction, then we're, you know, we're painfully aware of that. But, you know, if we can just be aware of how well our body works, I think that's important. Yes. I mean, you're so on track, Christy. It's great talking to you. Because basically, you know, all the education is about the mind. Right. You know, there's very little body education, you know, aside from sex education. You know, it could be two hours of sport a week, but that's very competitive Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. Um, So essentially, often it's like our body is there to carry our minds around and we only notice it when there's a disturbance, when there's pain, uh, Mm -hmm. when we have problems. So we don't have an ongoing sense and connection to our body that is more in the the pleasure the well-being you know mm-hmm. on that level yes well because many sex education classes fo- do focus on the physiology this is what happens in the body this is where your blood goes right right and nothing about the the atmosphere that that all all happens in and yeah yeah and about the connection mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. so i love that um so really that's is there are there any differences between this book cool sex and the other books that you've written it's like uh, why did you choose to write this one at this particular time with this particular idea well to be honest ever since i've been involved in sex education I have known that it's the young ones that we must start with. All my workshops are primarily, you know, mid-30s to mid-70s. Like I said, we do have younger people. So there's always been this um, thing, we've got to start with the young ones. We've got to start with the young ones because that is where it makes a difference. Now, I was relatively young, 31, but I could easily have been a lot younger, you know, because in a life's journey, one does many uncaring things to one's body yes. because one has certain ideas and so on. So it has been in, in the back of my mind um, for a long time. But in between, you know, I get offers from publishers, write a book for women, write a book for men, write a book called Slow Sex. And interestingly, it was very, very difficult to find a publisher for this um is that so? a young adult book in the English world? Okay. Oh, I see. Yes, which was interesting because Germany, no problem. France, no problem. Spain, no problem. But in the English world, it was difficult. So I don't want to jump to any conclusions or anything, but um, it does say something, you know, about 
I don't know, the Englishness or or a a general reticence about bringing sex in the open. But, you know, there is also the aspect that publishers do have certain markets. Right. And the young adult market is not a very developed market, certainly maybe in fiction. Yes, certainly in fiction. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm so happy. Now I can retire from writing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you're not writing, then what do you like to do? What would you like to occupy? I'm I'm teaching a lot of the time. Um, Yeah. I do 11, 12 courses a year. Mm. Um, Even during COVID? No, this year some were cancelled. But we did manage, you know, I had 11 retreats organized for this year and I managed to do seven. Now, I don't know what's going to happen next year. So I am teaching people directly, which is really um, a joy. You know, it's it's just, it's beautiful just to see people fall in love and, you know, touch spaces that they hadn't touched since they were young. And, um, yeah. And also sitting at the computer a long time doesn't is just no good anymore. You know, I could do it when I was younger, but now at this age, it's like you get the aches and pains very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought of doing uh, your workshops online? Well, this is, of course, the next um, step, you know, especially uh, with the pressure increasing, you know, with COVID. Um, I'm working on it. I have a little resistance in the sense that because my work is so directly with the body, that I like to have people with me in the here and now, in a room, can be 40 and 50 of us together. Everybody is stays in the partnership. There's no swapping or nudity or any, you know, anything um, uncomfortable. Because then I can really work with people's bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, just through little inputs and suggestions. Now, I just have to find a way to translate that into online. And I'm sure it's possible. Um, I just uh, haven't had time. <laughs> but I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, um, your workshop sounds like an amazing um, just opportunity for people to explore sex in a different way. Um, it sounds wonderful. Do you are they all for hetero couples or do you have mix, a mixture? No, it is for hetero, and it's really because a lot of the information is genital specific. Yes, yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. So I, we just have to be practical, and it's not like we want to exclude anybody, but it's simply our experience and because of this this genital connection. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that makes perfect sense. I'm sure there are communities who have their own um, approach and may, there may be similar workshops in you know, the homosexual community. Yes, yes. No, I'm sure. And in fact, I have um, a long, long time ago in Mexico City, I did a workshop with uh, a lot of uh, gay couples. Yes. And um, they were all men. And they really benefited from more presence, more awareness, more sensitivity. Um, so that that encouraged me. And this was already in 1993. Oh, my. That I, yes, yes. So I have always known that the general principles apply. And then I did write a book for women. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I guess I wrote the that book maybe around 2003, 2004. And by that time I had women write to me about some of the experiences from my using information on my previous book. So in the women's book, I was able to include um, a chapter on, on same sex, you know, for women. For women. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. But like I said, you know, it is a body of work that needs to emerge from the people who are engaged in it. Um, Wonderful. Um, Otherwise, you know, I'm just guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Not, you know, in the specifics, but in the generals, Mm -hmm. 
right. we're all the same, you know, so right. that's... Um, well, especially that's, when you're talking of mind, you're speaking of mindfulness of the body and awareness of the, its physiological responses and awareness of your feelings. These are universal. Yes, exactly. And in that sense, you know, I often say to participants, you know, okay, I'm sitting up here or my partner and I are sitting up here and it looks like we're different to you because we're sitting here and, and not there. But the only reason we can sit here is because we're all the same. And, you know, also what I do in, in, in the workshops very often is say, ask people to put up their hands. Do you feel this? Or is that your experience? And 95% of people will always put up their hands. And the reason I do that is to show, you know, make it clear that we are all the same. So often as far as sex goes, you know, there's a lot of shame and feeling of privacy and it's too intimate. And we carry these little burdens or big burdens, mm -hmm. um, uh, thinking we're alone, but actually, you know, we're, we're all um, pretty much the same. So when we can see that, it's like, oh, you know, everybody's hands up, you just kind of relax. And okay, you know, it's not just me. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini-classes, polls. Plus, you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price, and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's not exactly. Um, yeah. There is this notion of shame prevalent, I would say, probably in the English-speaking communities, but, I mean, it's universal. And, um, you know, that can make us feel a lot more awkward and reticent and inward rather than, um, you know, playful and experimental in what we do. Um, I want to turn back to the book. And I wanted to know if, if someone wants to make a start with cool sex, what's the first thing? What is, the, what is like the primer that you would recommend to go to? Well, you know, definitely start to bring more focus to your own body. Mm. And not not only in relation to somebody else, but in your own life. You know, start to notice how you stand, how you sit, you know, have some presence in the body, more alignment, you know, through the spine and so on, to, to watch your breath. Um, you know, also, if you come into interaction with somebody you know to if you're moving or touching to do it more consciously um you know yeah there's lots of little things that a person can do and definitely also more active things like move the body do do some exercise routines or gym not gym in a external sense but to start feeling well in the body that's always, um, you know, that, that's the big thing. So, 
And it, once you start with yourself, then, of course, you can start to pull that in to when you are with somebody else. Like, for instance, if you hug somebody and all your weight is more or less collapsed onto one leg, you're not, uh, that affects your energy. If you stand with your weight 50-50, you have a different quality of presence. If your shoulders are all tight and then you suddenly soften them, you'll suddenly notice, whoa, you know, I can feel myself and I can feel the vibration between us. Breathing, you know, take a, stay with the breath. You know, we, we breathe, we forget about the breathing. Luckily, it continues. <laughs> um, yeah, so. So that's wonderful. That's a great way to get started, just to notice your your occupation of space, your where you where you tend to occupy space. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of putting it. And that's right, because we are dimensional. And if we can have a feeling of the sides, a feeling of the front and the back and the spine, and you know, the body is symmetrical. And it's symmetrical for a reason. We put it out of symmetry through our bad posture and so on. But if as soon as we get into alignment, Mm-hmm. immediately that empowers our bodies. We can feel it. But if we're out of, out of alignment, you know, kind of collapsed, it's very hard to feel your body. So these days, you know, I, I see so many people on the mobile phones, but the posture is so bad right. when they're doing that. So even if you did that same thing with better posture, you know, like more upright, not leaning like this. Um, that'll make a difference. I see also many people carry rucksacks, especially stu- school students. And what that does to the posture, mm-hmm. you know, it hangs off the body. People tend to move more from the head rather than from the belly and solar plexus. So there's so many little ways that one can can help oneself. I mean, crossing the legs. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if you feel inside your body with your legs crossed, you'll see, oh, gosh, it feels very uncomfortable in my sex center. But the moment I open the legs, you know, uncross them, it's like, oh, that feels a lot better. Um, crossing the arms over the solar plexus. We do that, you know, for comfort. and um, But sometimes for protection, but actually if you feel inside, you go, oh no, I feel a little congested. So I work a little, you know, on all these more very practical things that do have quite an impact on um, on the inner body and the body energy and the feeling of wellness and yes. the capacity to radiate wellness. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all about Well, it's using the entire body. And when we're talking about sex, rather than just using parts of the body, we're incorporating the whole whole of our being. Yes, yes. And like if you relax your shoulder, that has an impact on on the, the body energy globally, if you relax your feet. So we tend to divide the body in parts, but it's it's like we were talking earlier, this magical, magical mystery it's amazing amazing the body yeah yeah it's amazing that we're i mean it's just a miracle that we breathe that we that our heartbeats everything's working together like a clock of course switzerland there and that's the home of the famous clocks but our body is just such you throw one thing out of balance and the whole thing can come out of balance as anyway i can nerd out about that quite a lot but i want to focus on, on um cool sex the book is can you give an example of an exercise that is in the book well there's several exercises um mm-hmm. one is like really scanning the body and relaxing tensions you know through tightening up parts and then relaxing parts there's another really good one uh, for the legs to energize the pelvis, you know, opening the legs, closing the legs very slowly, um, using sound. And all this is, you know, just little um, 
things to help people more into the body. So there's there's several also for you know women to be more have more awareness in the breasts mm-hmm. and you know also for men to be have more awareness in the pelvic region the perineum and to send good energy to these places you know to invest them with uh, inner life we can say mm-hmm. and this all helps to increase presence and um be connected to the body in the moment because the body is the only thing that really exists in the moment. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you know, you hear from spiritual masters, you know, be in the present or it's very common these days, you know, be in the present, be in the moment, but how do we do that? And we do that through the body. There's really no, other way mm-hmm. um, because otherwise mind is thinking and it floats away and yeah 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 oh I love that that's beautiful beautiful now is this one book enough to change people's experiences with sexuality and and if it's not then what else would be needed to change their experience look it's a good start and it really depends on the individual and their connection to their body. And certainly things I've mentioned already, like, you know, do some exercises or like a beautiful thing is uh, Tai Chi, for instance, or Qigong. These more softer exercises, not more, more inner exercises. Um, self-massage. I find incredible. Sure. Massage your own body. Get other people to massage, you know, exchange with your partner or but because through massage we really get to liberate tensions and fears from the body. We awaken all the good uh, delicious feelings in the body. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of self-massage. So people, like I say, it depends on individuals. Right. It is a good start because a lot of our ideas about sex are in the mind. So some, really, we have to change our minds. So this book really helps to change the mind. And if you have a partner and um, have an adventurous nature, you know, then you start to to put it into practice and then you get the the body experiences but i think it is extremely healthy to get an idea you know that changes the mind and often i say you know in our workshops really what we need to do is change the mind because the body is perfect the body has its own intelligence it's our minds that are forcing on our bodies a certain idea and then of course the body um very cooperative, it, it, it goes with you, but it's not actually the choice of the body. So changing the mind is an important, an important aspect. Right, because the body responds to the mind. Yes, yes. You put into it. And Whereas so. if you, um, you know, start to trust the own body, feel into your own body, it will flow on its own. It will move, you know, It'll make a movement uh, on its own without the mind. And those those are beautiful um, mm-hmm. moments, you know, when the body responds, when the body starts to speak, rather than the mind uh, pushing the body. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, I think there has to be some sort of level of trust between the mind and the body, if that makes any sense that the body needs to, to trust that the, or the mind needs to trust that the body's going to do what it's going to do rather than trying to force the river. Perhaps I'm getting that wrong, but um, it seems like there's a little dance there. And yes, and it is true. We don't trust our bodies because we don't really know our bodies. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you start this process of, of being more aware in the body, then you can start to trust it. 
Yes. If we feel that if we feel this big, if there's a basic disconnect between mind and body, then then one doesn't have a foundation. And without the foundation, then there's no real trust. Or you don't trust yourself. Um so it is yeah, it is really worthy of um exploration. For I, all of us, for all of us, uh, regardless of our age. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the oldest person ever come to a workshop, um, she was 78 and the man was 82. Now, that is just amazing that at that age, they came to the workshop and he was so amazing. He just said, this is the most important seven days of my life, you know, and to, yeah, it was really awesome. That's lovely. Yeah, and it's just so easy, you know, especially around sex, we can either, you know, like I got it down, you know, I know about sex, or we have this disconnect where we we don't want to engage with it because it has been unsatisfying or there have been challenging times in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we tend to hold those challenging times in the body as well. And um, that's right tend to hold on to the trauma of it sometimes. So that can be a bit of a challenge. Um, I'm sure your workshops are very engaging and lively, very transformative, I would imagine. Yes, yes, um, they are indeed. They they are. Um, we ourselves, you know, because I teach the couples with my partner, sometimes we're just going like, wow, it's just so magical what a little bit of awareness does. And uh, awareness is everything. Awareness is everything. True. And awareness is also like the foundation for love. Excuse it me. Is. <clears throat> it's just another one of these alchemies. The more awareness we invest in the body, in our surroundings, in relation to people. This this creates the ambiance of love and the experience of love in many ways. So, yeah, the body yeah. Is, is such a gift. Such a lovely <laughs> gift. My goodness, you've written so many books. I'm looking at your website, loveforcouples.com. It's also, um, let's see, there is, um, yeah, loveforcouples.com. And we've got your a list of your books there are so many you've written many on uh tantric principles so that's very interesting um it's mostly i i've I've mostly seen work from from men on this subject but no you've got several tantric sex and menopause the heart of tantric sex tantric orgasm for women tantric love so and tantric sex for men as well as slow sex and tantric love. Oh my goodness, so many wonderful books on the subject. (laughs) (laughs) You're sweet, Christy. Yes. um, You know, there's a lot of misunderstanding about this word tantra or within the tantric field. But basically it's about, the way I understand it, it's about awareness. Yeah. So, you know, that is what I, I'm sharing with people in the workshops and um, through the books. And it's not a technique. Often people think mm. a whole bunch of techniques, but mm-hmm. it's not awareness. It's changing. It's changing you. It's not you doing something, switch on, switch off. It's, right. you know, investing yourself um so it's not yeah. one practice, it's a body of it. That's right. Yeah. And it's and a lot of the practice is the awareness, which which is not really a practice. You know, it's um <laughs> you know, you're aware or you're not. And the more you can bring awareness in, it's enriching on on, on all levels of life. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, practicing yeah. mindfulness is awareness, and I just kind of chuckle whenever we talk about practicing mindfulness because shouldn't we be mindful all the time rather than just when we're practicing it? Well, that's what I 
often say in the workshops, you know, it's not switch on, switch off, switch on, switch off. It's switch on and stay on, you know, using your body, feeling your body when you're cooking, when you're driving. Like now I'm aware I've crossed my legs. Mm. Unconsciously, you know, so the minute I notice that, I open them again. You know, I bring my feet parallel. Um, So it's just this ongoing process of of observing and watching the body and seeing how quickly we have little habits and we go into them and you catch yourself and you come back. And um, so it's actually fun. It's not strenuous. It's not like now I sit down and practice. It's, oh, my body is with me all the time. And um, how can we use it as a tool, you know, to get more switched on? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Diana, is there anything else that we haven't covered, we haven't talked about? We've talked about so many things. Anything that you feel just bears repeating or we need to bring awareness to? I think we've we've done really beautifully <laughs> together. You've been so, so inspiring to talk to. And of course, it's a subject we can talk about endlessly, but I do feel we, we've covered the major the major aspects. Major points. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So again, one, the book. Yes. Go ahead. One area that's a whole other investigation is about, um, and it's mentioned in all my books, including this cool sex book, is about emotions and feelings. You know, to 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 learn to distinguish between those two states, um, because what happens between people and especially couples that these phases of um, arguing arguing and fighting but very often our injuries are from the past and what happens is that those get triggered and come into the present and disturb our love in the present yeah you don't recognize it's from the past so that is a very helpful thing to to be aware of um, I actually wrote one book specifically about that tantric love feelings versus emotions and there are certain symptoms um, that show when we when we are in past like immediately go you feel disconnected mm. you know, it's just one word or one incident and you feel disconnected or you can't look your partner in the eye or you suddenly feel um, collapsed and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit self-righteous, your mind goes bananas. So if we can start to recognize these little symptoms and realize that those belong to our past and feelings that were not allowed in the present when those things happened. So it's a bit complex to engage in that now. Maybe we do another talk sometime. Maybe we do another talk. I was just thinking the same thing. You've read my mind. Because we do need to know the difference between a feeling and emotion. And I I had never really considered that. I mean, I, but that is a very real thing. So, yes, I would love to have you back on to talk about feelings versus emotions. That would be wonderful. And again, the book is Cool Sex, An Essential Young Adult Guide to Loving, Fulfilling Sex. The author is Diana Richardson, and the website is livinglove.com, or it can also be loveforcouples.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure, Diana, and I, I look forward to having you on again. Super, Christy. The time we, we did for an hour, and it just... Yeah. Thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure and a real joy to talk to you because of your love and engagement of um, (laughs) wellness in the body. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very happy. And my cat approves too. If you're watching on YouTube, my cat has been making an appearance. (laughs) Yes, I noticed that. I thought she was all over you. (laughs) Sweet. This is the peril from working from home. (laughs) To have your animals all over you. Well, again, Diana, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such 
such a, a sweet treasure. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.